Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss the first solo album by Sting entitled Dream of the Blue Turtles. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George. <laughs> and we're here back to review another album. Back, back, back. And this is a classic from the 80s today. 1985 when this came out, Jim. Mm-hmm. And everybody was kind of um, uh, upset and happy at the same time because they knew it marked the end of the police, but it, it's marked the beginning of Sting's solo career. Yes, we're talking about Sting's Dream of the Blue Turtles, mm-hmm. his first solo album. And I think people are expecting the police mock too with just a lot of uh, punk stuff and rock stuff, but he went straight up jazz on them. You know? Yeah, I, you know, it's almost like he was throwing down the gauntlet to former fans and supporters from the police to say, hey, you know, I can still write some pop tunes. There's some pop music on here, but I'm exploring this kind of other area, jazzier, uh, and with a band that's equal to, maybe even better in some ways, than my former group. So, Probably technically actually better for music schools. You know, yes. Branford Marsalis, you had um, uh, the drummer who has been on uh, uh, one of the greatest uh, jazz drummers of all time. I mean, the whole band is pretty much made of oh, yeah. excellent jazz Yeah, he kind of cherry-picked these guys and gals that, that are performing with him. And yeah. Uh, But yeah, I, I think it really was a statement because uh, if, you, if you look at his later work, there, there's jazz influence, but yeah. nothing like this. This is, uh, there's some moments that are pretty blatant, which I love. I'm a jazz piano player, uh, and so it's it's really it's an interesting album, interesting choice, a lot of fun. Yeah, let me give credit where credit is due. I can't just mention the musicians and not mention the the band. Kenny Kirkland on keyboards, Bradford oh, yeah. Marsalis, who did some stuff, of course was the first incarnation of uh, Jay Leno's uh, Tonight Show. He was like the right, band right, leader. For, for a while, yeah. Uh, Daryl Jones on bass guitar, who ended up playing with the Rolling Stones, and Omar Hakim on drums, who was just amazing. Mm, yes. Dolit McDonald, Janice Pendarvis doing the background vocals. That's the band that you hear pretty much on this album. Not a lot of additional personnel uh, on it. but uh, Do you know where they recorded a lot of this? Paris? No, uh, Barbados. Okay, uh, almost and, close. And Dang it. Well, and it's, um, what's the Electric Avenue guy? Eddie Grant? Yes, his studio. Really? Yeah. I wonder if it's still his studio. Uh, you got to drive down to <laughs> Barbados Electric Avenue. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. Way to go on yeah, that his one. His studio, it's, it was called Blue Wave. Blue so. Wave. So is it had to do with the title? Well, uh, blue Turtles? Did they see some Blue Turtles? No. Or do you really don't know where this title came from? No, please help me out. So, uh, the story is, this is Sting saying uh, in one of his memoirs, that uh, when he first arrived to Barbados, to, to the studio, he he was asleep, and he had this weird dream of- Wait a minute, he walked in the studio asleep? That's amazing. That's the story okay, right there. I'm going to give you one warning. <laughs> Do you want to hear the story or you not? You said when he arrived in the studio, he was asleep. <laughs> so he arrived to- Barbados, and then he got to the record the album. He went into the studio and then fell asleep on probably a little jet lag. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, he's asleep. Are you okay. with? Are yeah, you I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you now. Okay. okay. So the dream that he had, he it was this walled off uh, garden with these beautiful rose bushes around. Suddenly, the bricks from the wall explode into the garden, and he turns around and he sees this enormous turtle kind of coming out of the darkness with four or five other 
turtles, just fearless, and they're not trying to harm him or anything. Uh, but these huge beasts, they start digging up the lawn with their claws and chomping at the rose bushes and everything. And then he wakes up and he hears the the saxophone player Branford Marsalis in the room upstairs just kind of riffing wildly on the tenor sax and then laughing with, if you've ever heard him laugh, that unmistakable laugh. And so I think he probably, if you've ever had a dream like this, probably heard the stuff in his subconscious is trying to figure out what all that racket was. Yeah. Uh, but that's really where the name of the album came from, The wow. Dream of the Blue Turtles. And it spawned four singles, and the first one was a huge hit. If yes. you love somebody... Set, Set them, them free. free. Yeah. Sting said he wrote this as kind of the antidote to the police's 1983, Every Breath You Take, which oftentimes has been misinterpreted as a love song. He always, his intent when he wrote it was more of a stalker. So this was yeah. the exact opposite. If you really love somebody, you don't possess them. You should allow them to be free to become the best person that they can be. Yeah. Great song too. Great I'm allowing you to be the best person you can be today, Jim. Well, I'm going to be the best person I can be by playing the song right now. If you love right. somebody, set them free as the Crispy Coated Robots listen to The Dream of the Blue Turtles. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously, what did you expect? Now on with the show. There it is. Set them free, George. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, every every single one of those turtles are on their way. Oh, wow. I thought you were talking about the if you love somebody. Oh, I misunderstood. Okay. So, uh, we, I, you know, I think it's interesting. Uh, you don't, it, it's not too prominent, but uh, Branford's horn playing there. You know, Sting is a saxophone player himself. Did so, he play on the some of the police stuff? He, yeah, he played on this album. Goes to the machine. Goes to the, the machine. Shirt. Yes, yeah. yeah. He uh, he's the saxophone player on that, and even does some oboe on uh, Synchronicity. Believe now he's playing like a bunch of crazy, like oh yeah, lutes and 14th century instruments, and doing these concerts now where he's just playing those things. Going to play all the instruments. And, yeah, and you love that too. You love when he plays the lute and all that stuff. Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather have him uh, do some stuff. You know, if I want to loot, I'm going to go to the Renaissance Festival. Okay? <laughs> you don't want to see Sting up there going. Um, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, up to our second song on Dreamy Demolition Man. Dream of yeah. the Blue Turtles, which is a reggae influenced one called Love is the Seventh yeah. Wave. Also a single. Second single. Really? I thought it was Sec- later. Okay. Second sec- track, second single. Gotcha. Wow. He's just going straight down the line, at least for the first two. So, uh, but there's a mock reference to the uh, Every Breath You Take yeah, in this here. Listen for it at the end. He kind of makes fun of his own song, a little self-depreciating there. And he was always interested in the fade, putting something interesting in there. Like uh, on that album, Ghost of the Machine with the Police, on the end of every, uh, every little thing she does is magic. When he comes back and says, it's a big enough umbrella. Oh, yeah. So yeah. He's, he always likes to add that thing at the end, and this one is no exception. Anything else to add before Love at the Seventh Wave plays? Just a great little happy-sounding tune. Let's do it. Yes, and had like a cartoon video, I remember, kind of. It, it was, uh, you know, he was a teacher, uh-huh. uh, and this is him in the classroom with young students and their artwork and uh, everything. For those of you that remember the video from back in the mid-'80s. All right. Well, here, here's the song. 
Uh, Love is the Seventh Way from Dream of the Blue Turtles with the Crispy Coated Robots. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. Every breath you'll take. Every cake you bake. (laughs) (laughs) Making fun of his own song. Only Sting could do that as we listen to the Dream of the Blue Turtles, which was his debut album from 1985 with the Crispy Coated Robots. Up to George's favorite song right now. He's wearing a fur hat. I believe I I forgot what they were called. There's an official name. I like the song, but this is not my favorite on the album. We'll get to that. But this was the fourth single. It's a song about the Cold War foreign policy of, uh, what do they call it, mutual assured destruction between the U.S. and Soviet Union. It's a Yushanka. You're wearing your Yushanka hat. Uh, Did you look it up? Yeah, I knew there was a name for it, but it looks good on you. I am not wearing a Yushanka. It looks very good on you. You look a little bit like Gorbachev, a little bit like Brezhnev. Do not believe the lies here, folks. More Brezhnev-y. So this song, if you'll notice, it has a writing credit with Sergei, and I'm going to try this, (laughs) Prokovich. Man, when so, you say that with that hat on, I felt I was in Russia right now. I'm going to come around the counter and I'm going to get my <laughs> hey, Russian I, on. I put this little, I put this birthmark, I drew it on my head for you. I'm Gorbachev over here. Right. You're doing the Brezhnev. That's all cool. But the, the oh, melody I'm gonna take, was. I'm going to take my shoe and put it on the table to oh, do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> Uh, the melody was inspired by this Russian composer that he gives credit to uh, from a 1933 film. Um, and we're going to hear this ticking at the beginning and at the end, which is the doomsday, supposedly representing the doomsday clock close to the uh, end of the world uh, nuclear war style. And we'll also hear a little snippet from a Soviet news program. Mm. So. I don't know if you knew this, George, too. In Europe and America, there's a growing feeling of hysteria. Well, all I know is I hope the Russians love their children, too. All right, here's Russians from... The Dream of the Blue Turtles. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Wow. Yeah. George, when that, you did, when in this studio, when you were listening to that song and you did the Russian high kicks in the corner, <laughs> I almost had a tear in my eye. I didn't realize you uh, loved that song that much. Yeah. Well, you know, with the line, how can I save my little boy from Oppenheimer's deadly toy? <laughs> you got to do, you got to, it just, it makes you react. You know, Sting originally wanted to record with the Russian, uh, with the Leningrad State Orchestra, kind of as a state. And they said, Nit. <laughs> uh, they did. They did say nit uh, because they, uh, unfortunately, the politicians and the bureaucracy there. Uh, mm, they, they just what like, he sang about too. That's how ironic. Yeah, but he was trying to make a bridge there between that, uh, which I, I think would have been kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. All right. Well, that's we'll move off the Russian part of the show, George. You can take off your shaka hat. <laughs> I'm going to wipe my head off now. Okay. All right. We're good. Now we're on to uh, Children's Crusade. Yeah, this is a heavy one. Yeah. And I mean, if nuclear war wasn't heavy, (laughs) this one's heavy. This song is about the destruction of the younger British uh, youth as a result of World War One. And but it's kind of it compares that parallel to the heroin addiction that was so prevalent in the 1980s London. Wow. So thanks, George, for bringing this all up. Let's just listen to Children's Crusade, and maybe you should put that Russian hat back on. Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. 
All right, we're back from the Children's Crusade. Not the happiest of songs, but really uh, done well musically and instrumentally. I oh, mean, yeah. the band is just on it. You know? Oh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. And speaking of the band being on it, this is one of the more fun songs that we move on to, Shadows yeah, he, in the Rain. he kind of rewards us for sitting through those last two songs <laughs> with something that's a little more fun. It's actually a remake yes. uh, from Zenyatta Mandata, a, a tune called Shadows in the Rain from a police album yeah. in 1980. And uh, it's very slow on Zanyana Madada. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Th- this is very up tempo. And just for those of you that want to know, it is in the key of A flat minor. <laughs> you'll know, you'll hear what I mean in a moment. Yes. In fact, let's just go ahead and listen to it. Shadows in the Rain at Ending Side 1 of Dream of the Blue Turtles. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. There you go. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of talking about old police albums of Murder by Numbers, the the final track on Synchronicity, that, that kind of freestyle fill, uh-huh. you know, just fun, fun music. You yeah. Know, Shadows which, again, rain. I think you need at this point in the album. You know? Yeah, you're, you're right. Hit them Russians and Children's Crusade. If you hit them with something else, that same thing, you might have not have listened to side two. Uh, <laughs> too, too depressing to flip it. But we flipped it over to side two, and George has a coal miner's hat on with a light staring me right in the face. <laughs> and I think I know why, because this next song is We Work the Black Seam. Oh, uh, well, tell us about it, Jim. <laughs> it's about coal miners and apparently <laughs> i can't say anything more because that light is looking right in my all eye right, that's all right. terrible i know so you want to do the, pro- the sixth you're, single you're bringing the pops uh, the, the props here today and, and it was written at the time of the coal miner strike which margaret thatcher deliberately kind of set up <laughs> sorry <laughs> just that it's hard to hear you talk about that with that light that can you turn off the light on the hat or so sting okay. was a, a he was an opponent of nuclear energy okay and that's where margaret thatcher's government was kind of pushing mm. so he you know sympathized with the miners but you get the sense from the lyrics of the songs that he kind of recognizes that yeah, times have changed, and and we've kind of got to move on, and it's just kind of the anger of the way this change was kind of forced on them by the administration, Margaret Thatcher's administration. This is another fade-in song. Is that something you're more of a classically trained musician than I? Is that something that uh, jazz people tend to do a lot on albums or jazz albums do, fade into the song? No. <laughs> Thank you for that insight, George. No, I, well, I mean, seriously, no. Monk, uh, Miles Davis, uh, you know, all of my favorites, um, Oscar Peterson. No, they they just uh, they don't fade out. They either. just go for it. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, we'll go for it now. It's just, George will be able to take his hat as once this is over out, and I'll be able to see again. Here's we work the black seam from the dream of the blue turtles. Wow. You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right. We worked the black scene. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, one more hat reference (laughs) and you can consider me gone. Oh, we're up to the seventh song, Consider Me Gone. Uh, Another great kind of jazzy feel on this one from Sting. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, again, Synchronicity's Tea in the Sahara. You're right. A little groove-based ditty here. Uh, It references a a Shakespearean sonnet, though. the the rhyming scheme and some of uh, the lyrics yeah so which is interesting always kind of I don't know if there's a thing intellectual rock uh, that was kind of really flying was, high was for the, thing then. was the sonic was the sonic you can say yeah 
You can say yeah. Was that the sonnet? No. Okay. It's actually sonnet number 35 of, it's of Shakespeare. deeper into the song? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm in a goofy mood today. It's the yeah, Dream of the Blue tell. Turtles, and we're listening to Consider Me Gone right here with the Crispy Coated Consider Robots. Consider Me Gone. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. And we're back. Consider me gone, George, but I'm still here. We're going to hit the the title track right here. It's short. Yes. The Dream of the Blue Turtles. It, this is just straight up jazz fusion all the way. Oh, yeah. And I love it, too, because it's so tight. I mean, it's it's just, I wonder how, then again, you when you have musicians like this, you know, thinking oh, these from- these guys are flawless. Yeah, yeah. thinking from like us, us practicing, it, t- it takes like a long time to get really tight like this, but these guys are probably, maybe this is the third take, maybe. Uh, if even uh, th- there's a really uh, it- it's there's an interesting video or not video but movie called Bring on the Night yes that shows a lot of them prepping for the tour for this and, tour yeah and recording and you just see these guys uh, they go off like w- somebody starts playing the theme from the Flintstones yeah and they turn it into I-, I never realized how great that song was until I heard this band just kind of riffing on it being silly and that's the great thing about that movie too you see Sting kind of I guess they play portray Sting as the fish out of water even though he's kind of a great musician himself but he's dealing with all these great jazz musicians and then uh, my favorite part of the movie is Miles Copeland <laughs> who, who owned you know did IRS records right. was managing Sting at the time brother of, of Stuart the yeah. drummer from and, the police and, yeah. and just his uh his his attitude and his his uh, snipiness at the stage, like these guys are, these guys is boring. This is boring up there. I'm, I'm peasant out here. This is boring. So, just him <laughs> him make he actually makes the movie uh, for me. Oh uh, yeah, he he was a character for sure. Yeah. So uh, let's listen to it. The dream of the blue turtles from the dream of the blue turtles. Watch those rose bushes. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. There's the short title track. And we are now. Mo- oh no, George! You did not. He has a, a vampire's cape on, and he's wearing the fangs for this next song. So oh this, no, he slicked his hair back too. This is oh, the fifth no, single. Oh no! What are we talking about here, Jim? We're talking about Moon Over Bourbon Street. This why is you actually dress, why my, you dress like a vampire? I'm not even acknowledging any <laughs> oh, of this, George. Come on. So Oof. this was inspired by the Anne Rice novel <laughs> Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> That's why. Come on, George. This is a radio show. This is like a show no one can see you. I do it all for you, Jim. <laughs> I, I, how can I how can I listen to you talk about it? Anyway, just go ahead. I'll try not to laugh. So Sting <laughs> came across this book. Actually, uh, the guitarist from the police loaned him this book. And this is before the, the movie, so the book was the only thing out there. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, if you've seen the movie, the movie's okay. Uh, but but the novel uh, about the vampire Lassat, uh and it's it's the whole story is told by uh, a character by the name of Louis de Pont de Lot, a vampire, a person that was turned into a vampire, and reluctantly goes around town, and he hates this. It's kind of like a vampire of conscience, if if you will. Okay, he he's cursed to be a predator, but he regrets all the time, knowing that it's you know, morally wrong, the lusts and hunger uh, that he has. But this is my favorite song on this album. 
they did release it as a fifth single, but they couldn't really figure out how to market it. Yeah. Because it's, okay, everybody knows Sting is this rock artist, and this is not a rock song. Uh, but with the orchestrations and the picturesque lyrics, it's, again, my favorite on the whole thing. The, the melody is kind of based on a, a jazz standard called Autumn Leaves. So listen for that uh, okay. in a moment. And then are you going to wear the vampire outfit through the entire show? So like, I'm going to bite your neck. All right. So, well, let's just move gotta, on. I'm going to turn you so into I, a vampire. So I can get out of here. Let's just, a Russian vampire coal miner. <laughs> move on to Moon Over Bourbon Street as we listen to Dream of the Blue Turtles today with the Crispy Coated Robots. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. There it is. And George magically is back to his normal self That's here for right. the end of the album. I can here. go out in the daylight. <laughs> hey, Crispy Coated Robots listening to Sting's first solo album, The Dream of the Blue Turtles, up to another single and the final song on right. the album. Third single, Fortress Around Your Heart. Yeah. So uh, this one... Uh, I remember listening to the album before this was a single, and I always thought this was like a really, this is probably the closest police song. I, I agree. The, this one um, was marketed in such a way with, with the video and just the overall production. You can tell that they were trying to, to give the listening audience something familiar something, territory. Yeah. This and maybe in in a small regard uh, the first track on the album yeah but still that had so many jazz elements in it uh, this one does but for some reason this could be, could have been on synchronicity i, I agree i agree yeah, yeah. And, and maybe if he would have had it or he maybe he did have it for synchronicity and they didn't want to do it and he got mad and said well i'll just do it on my solo album yeah i you don't know? i don't think that's what happened but <laughs> sorry so th this is my favorite song lyrically on the album. Okay. Uh, and your Sting, favorite song musically is Russians, right? I'm trying to keep track. Okay. No, it was the Bourbon, moon, moon okay, over Bourbon, Bourbon Street, Street thing. Yeah. Okay. That's why you dressed the vampire. Okay. So this, why is this lyrically so good? Well, the, the inspiration for the song, Sting said it, it was about the divorce of his, his first wife, uh, Francis Tomletti, where they, he uses the metaphor of this old abandoned fortress within a walled city as this relationship that, has been through a figurative war, okay? Now the singer is ready to put all those battles behind him, build a new alliance, uh, but the, uh, the, the lyrics admit it won't be easy since he has to cross the fields where he planted landmines. And I love how there's this unspoken acknowledgement of how both sides were uh, complacent in the destruction that ended the relationship, uh, so he's not really blaming. He's not angry. It's this is what it is. Let's find a way to to rebuild, and it's all done with these metaphors of the old castle and battle armaments and everything. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't have a costume for this. <laughs> I thought you could do some Lord of the Rings type thing because it's an old castle and fortresses. But anyway, uh, you know. You know, you can only get so many costumes one show. So here it is, <laughs> Fortress Around Your Heart, the final song from Dream of the Blue Turtles. This should be the last time that you have to pause this, I promise. And now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. And that wraps up Sting's yeah. The Dream of the Blue Turtles with the Crispy Sting Coat Robots. Sting actually played bass on, on that, not Daryl Jones. What? So he, he had worked up the arrangement in the studio and... He, he put the bass part down for a, a demo for Daryl Jones, 
And he went back and listened to it, and he's like, this is exactly what this song needs. And I, I agree. It's just solid right where it needs to be. And, uh, you know, the song still holds up for me. Yeah. Uh, it's still, I, I get the same reaction and feeling as when I first heard it, honestly. The, the funny tidbit I like from this, too, is Spinal Tap, the movie came out in 84. And if you've seen Spinal Tap, it uh, they have a memorable scene where they're make Stonehenge and they want to make a big Stonehenge production and it's, they, you know, make the dynamics oh, I, of the Stonehenge, it, you know, it's a lot smaller when it's lowered on stage. I know where you're headed And people laugh at yes. Well, Sting did the similar thing in the concert in Paris. He did a, a parody of Spinal Tap by lowering a, a, no, he, a he, tiny fortress on but stage. No, he didn't, he didn't do it. Oh, he didn't do the trick. The movie producers, uh, or, or the, the director of the for movie. Bring on the night. For Bring on the night did it. And he didn't know anything about it. The whole band was in on it. <laughs> and they lower this thing uh-huh. via, you know, I mean, like Stonehenge. Like, yeah, like yeah. you said, Stonehenge. Um, and they, he looks over and he sees it and he does not break <laughs> like they thought he would. Yeah. Because they thought, oh, this will really be funny yeah, in the movie. Of, yeah. And because he doesn't have any reaction at all, they, they don't play it up in the movie yeah. like, they were hoping to do. Yeah, the yeah. filmmaker was trying to create something, something that didn't. And uh, Sting's such a pro. He's like, ah, he's, yeah, yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, tiny castle. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's the album. A very, uh, a very good one. And it it did a lot of things. It uh, uh, had the, the those four singles. Uh, the first one went to number three. Uh, the album went to number two on the U.S. Billboard chart two hundred. It didn't quite make it to number one, but. There's so many great, so much great music from so that time. So many Grammys, album of the year, best male pop vocal performance, best jazz instrumental performance, and best engineered recordings. But most importantly, I think it really, it it kind of opened up this new chapter for those that were Sting fans. Yeah, that you know the police stuff is all great, but I'm I'm going to explore some other areas. Y'all come along with me. And I did see him tour on the, the uh, second solo album, and he played a lot of this stuff, too. Is that which, the Soul Cages? Uh, uh, if the Sun, something about the oh, Sun. Yeah. Uh, nothing like the Sun. Nothing like the Sun. So I saw him uh, on that one, and he did these songs. And I mean, amazing performer. I mean, you yeah. got to give it to him. So uh, there you go. That wraps up our show for today. Don't forget, crispycoatedrobots.com is where you go find information about us. Our podcast drops every Tuesday, a new episode. We have merch and much, much more. And uh, George, if you have anything to add to that spiel at the end, you got anything? No, we're just grateful to be here listening to all this great music with you. And thanks for your support over all this time. We'll be back next week listening to another great album from start to finish. And until then... Be well, be kind, and find a way to invest yourself into other people every single day. And work the black scene together. And watch out for those turtles. And make sure that the Russians love their children too. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy-coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, 
be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.